All right, so we have uh, a lot of different things going on this morning. First and foremost, thank you for being here. Um, I forget sometimes to thank you for being here, and I do really appreciate it. So it's much better when there's somebody else in the room than I'm not just talking to an empty at the table. So that's what works for me. Uh, you've got a handout at your table. You've got books at your table. You've got a prayer request sheet at your table. So I'm going to walk through those real quick. The handout is the uh, piece of paper front and back with the blue bars across uh, all of it. And the books at your table are intended to be one per family. So if you've if you've uh, if you've gotten more than that for you already, then kind of shove back in the middle of the table, and that'd be great. So uh, one per family. If you need more books than are at your table, we have other tables with books, so you can steal as appropriate. Um, theft in church is okay in certain situations. So this is one of them. The uh, prayer request sheet that you have, uh, if you want to, a, a lot of tables do this, especially the folks that leave for choir. You can fill out your prayer requests as we go through the lesson today. That's fine. It doesn't bother me a bit. Whether you are looking up here or looking down there or staring at Barry because he's doing something inappropriate, then it's completely okay with me. Third one, I'm trying to get as many in as I can before. It's, speaking the truth, and I do love Barry. He's a good guy. Um, so put your prayer request on there. Make sure your name's at the bottom, too. We have a large class, and it's very difficult on my wife to take roll if you don't write your name down. So I want to make sure you get credit for this because there's an angel in heaven keeping up with all that. And make sure you make that job for that angel. Why not, right? So if you've got your handouts, uh, the blue sheet, we will start on the who, what, when, where, why side and uh, work our way into the God Provides material. So the first Sunday school class of every year, I like to start with, why do we do this? What are we about? Why are we here? Who does what around here? When does it happen? All those sorts of things. So um, we'll get to the video at the very, very end of the class today. I found this quote from uh, Lewis Carroll. Anybody know who Lewis Carroll is? He wrote something about Alice in a hole and things got weird and then they came back. And, yeah, said, uh, if you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. And I believe that is wholeheartedly true. So this is kind of where we're going. So first section up at the top is who does what around here. These are the responsibilities. <clears throat> and you'll notice that there are several TBDs in this section. I want to talk about what each one of these jobs is. And what here's what I don't want. I don't want you coming up to me right after Sunday school is over and going, I want to do that. Nope. Nope. I want you to pray about this first, okay? Because those of you that, that have roles in here right now know that I am very, very serious about those roles that it is a big deal for me that we maintain a serious amount of commitment to the things that we sign up for for Jesus. This is not play, this is not practice, but it is kind of the, it can be, these roles can be a first step into something bigger. Um, you'll notice that there's nobody running sound this morning. That's because everybody that we've trained in this class to run sound, runs sound in the auditorium next. So it's it's a stepping stone to something else. And, that's, and I love that. I love the fact that when I'm doing an announcement in the, uh, service and I look up and I see my Sunday school class members running and I'm like, yes, that's a win. That's a good thing. So run down through the list here. Breakfast coordinator. And everybody said, thank you. Yes, Trish Bolden is uh, leading our breakfast uh, coordinating right now. Uh, each Sunday morning, we have a basket that goes around and Terry's got it right now. <clears throat> this is the basket of love. Uh, you show your love by putting a dollar or two or 10 or 20, you know, whatever, um, in there so that we can cover the cost for breakfast. They, Carrie and Trish don't just fund this every week by their own, so we help them out with this. 
Uh, and then wonderful food shows up and we get to eat and that's great. So if you enjoyed that this morning, then let them know. Now, here's the neat thing about this. Each one of our jobs in our Sunday school class has to have a backup. Because if you don't have a backup, then when Trish wakes up with a head cold or when Trish wakes up with Terry, then then you knew I was going there, didn't you, Barry? Barry, you saw that one coming, didn't you? Yeah, you did. Um, then, you know, sometimes it's just not... Terry's her husband, by the way, in case those of you that don't know Trish and Terry, this is not inappropriate behavior going on here. Um, and we will get to Bible in just a minute, so don't worry. Um, but Trish needs a... <laughs> Trish needs a backup, somebody that she can call and help out and, uh, and serve when, when she is not available or serve when she needs a break one Sunday morning because this is good. So um, She's pointing at somebody, and I'm just going to let the Holy Spirit deal with that person. So, All right, so you already do that, by the way. That's awesome. Then we will put your name there. Thank you very much. Awesome. Um, the prayer coordinator is Miss Darla Skinner. Uh, if you guys remember the last uh, time we had Sunday school, which was not last week, by the way, I was told across somebody on the hall, uh, Daniel Bell, and he said he was here on time last week. And I said, that is great for you. I'm sure Jesus gave you credit for that. But we didn't because we didn't have class last week, but that's okay. Uh, but Miss Darla Skinner does our prayer request. So what she does is at the end of the class, she goes around, she picks up all these pieces of paper uh, and goes home and in seemingly no amount of time whatsoever has them uh, posted on our group Facebook page. She types out all the prayer requests, posts them on our Facebook page so that we can pray for each other and continue to pray for each other during the week. And you go, Jim, I didn't know we had a group Facebook page. We have a group Facebook page. Here's how you get there. See that link at the bottom, stewartheights.org slash Sunday School? You go there, there's a link to that. Or you can go on Facebook and type in Fleming Sunday School, and it'll magically, Zuckerberg just makes all that work. It's wonderful. You can get to our group Sunday School uh, class. Now, if you're not a member, you can't get there because we post prayer requests. And when I say we post prayer requests, we post real prayer requests. Uh, I added several of you in the last couple of days as access to the site, so you should be good to go with that. Uh, but if you want access, then uh, let me know and we can get you hooked up with that. So Darla needs a backup. Uh, I think we had a backup at one point and then went and she's teaching a Sunday school class now. So, uh, so the next uh, job is the inReach leader. Now the inReach leader, what this person does is, Julie, how many people do we have on our roll? Wow, I asked you a math question on in the morning. Um, <clears throat> 85 or 90 or so um, people on our Sunday school class row, yeah, that, that regularly attend at least once a month that they're here. Um, if you look around the room, this is not 85 or 90. This is 50, 45, 50, something like that. Um, what the inReach leader does, and I haven't had one of these in a couple years, and I really, really need one again, is they email, text, call, Facebook, or Carrier Pigeon, everybody who's not here. And here's what happens. When this person exists, Sunday school attendance goes through the roof because it's just, oh, I missed last Sunday. Yeah, okay. Just a little reminder. This is not badgering. This is not done with a club. This is not done out of hate or spite. This is done with love, saying we missed you and we'd like to see you next week. That's it. And do you have any prayer requests that we can share, that we can pray for? So uh, need a lead and a backup for that. Number four uh, is a party planner. <clears throat> now, we took a lot of time off in 2011 and 12 when we did the Essential 100 and we did not do very many parties because that was my focus, that was where I was at. We're gonna do a lot more parties this year, so parties are fun. I like to get together. And parties can be anything from lunch as a group here or at a location somewhere. Parties can be we're gonna hang out on a Friday or Saturday night here, 
hire a whole bunch of youth to wrangle the ones that need to be wrangled and go somewhere else as a group, uh, but we're going to get together and do some stuff in 2013. So just, just looking for somebody to coordinate. This does not mean uh, flyers and Facebook events and all those types of, well, Monica, if you, if you want to do those, then that's great, but, uh, but just somebody to coordinate some of that. And then the teaching, um, that's me, I'm Jim Fleming, and then I have a whole host of people who are back up and I am really excited about that. Uh, two years, we've been training, and now we are ready to go. So, keep Christmas. Yeah, there you go. All right, so what are we about? Um, this is our philosophy. This is the way in which that I want to do things. I uh, try to, try to. if, if you, you look at these two things, the first one you'll go, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And the second one you'll look at and you'll go, what? That didn't make any sense at all. So those of you with smartphones, uh, pull them out and Google Johari Window with uh, Wikipedia, and you'll get a picture of what this is about. And Darla, you have one now, so you have a Nexus. That's so cool. She's come into the uh, 21st century. We are excited for Darla. She is there. She'll probably have the, the uh, prayer request done before the invitation's over in the service now, so that's probably where we're at. Uh, but what we're about, 1 Corinthians 14:40. let all things be done decently. Uh, this word means properly or appropriately. It's the idea that that there is a way that things should be done, and this is the way that should happen. Uh, and all of us know we have a lot of experience with this, right? You, you, you go, you experience some event, and you go, that wasn't supposed to happen quite that way, right? You just There's something that's just not right about that. It says decently and in order, and this is actually a military term. Um, <clears throat> how many of you served in the military? I served in the military. If you served in the military, can you stand up, please? Be great. I want you to do something for me that you may not have done in quite some time. Can you stand at attention for me? Now, now okay. I, now, do, do, do you see the hands here? Do you see the hands here? Is there a, is there a reason your hands are like that? Because you're standing at attention. <laughs> He's like, because that drill sergeant drilled that into my head, right? That's, is, is that the proper way that you were trained to do that? Yes. Now, are you standing up straight? Yes, you are. Keith... Keith's been a few years, right? He's like, yeah, okay, I'm here. I'm, I'm just good to go, right? David said, yeah, David's good to go. He's, 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 I don't know if they do or not, but Daniel's all over it here. So, <clears throat> so here's my question to my guys in the military. Did your drill sergeant believe that there was a way that this should be done properly? Was he passionate about that or was he just kind of like, ah, okay, yeah, whatever. Pretty passionate about that, right? And he was vocal about it too, I would imagine, right? And maybe even physical about it possibly, I, I don't know, but it, very, very vocal about this. Well, this word, in order, is a military term, and it basically describes the way in which an army snaps to attention. It's the way in which an army is called up and gets ready to do what they're about to do. Now, one of the reasons for standing at attention is that you've got this person's attention, right? Their body language is physically, and I'm going to do it wrong, so I'm going to try to mimic it. They're, he's looking at me going like, no, that's not it at all, that's great. Their body language is such that now we are tuned in, ready to go. Okay? Now, my dad is, how old is dad? He's 65, I think. And he's been teaching in some capacity or another for about 40, 45 years. He is, he is what I refer to as a master teacher. If you have ever seen um, Dave Ramsey in person, Dave Ramsey is a master teacher. If you've ever seen um, uh, North Point Church in Atlanta, uh, help me out. Andy Stanley, Andy Stanley is a master teacher. These people are incredibly, incredibly gifted. My dad is a master teacher. And he is a master teacher because he will force the audience to 
to be at attention while he is speaking. So, uh, Greg Hedrick, since you are not eyeball to eyeball with me, my dad would have asked you to turn around and face me at this point in the, in the Sunday school lesson so far. He is old school, all right? <clears throat> and he doesn't care if you're old school or new school. That's what's going to happen. That doesn't bother me at all. This is not what I'm talking about. I'm not saying you need to be looking at me and you listen with your eyes and all those sorts of things. That's what he taught me when I was little. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying there's a way in which we ought to carry out the king's work, and it is not sloppy. Okay? It is not sloppy. One of the ways that, that I try to live this out is that I try to get ready on Sunday morning. I don't want to come up here and talk about junk. I don't want to come up here and waste your time. I don't want to put something that was haphazardly thrown together in front of you. I care about this stuff. It matters to me. So we're going to do it decently and in order, and we'll have a good time doing it. Now, <clears throat> those of you that are really slow Googling things, uh, Johari Window, if you're not there yet, you want to do that. Anybody got a picture of this so far? Have you seen it? Darla's got this massive picture. It's great. Can I borrow that for a second? Thank you so much. I knew somebody would have one. All right, so we've got this Johari Window. And basically what it is, it's just a little grid. You see the grid? And the idea is that they're on the uh, left-hand side. It's got known to others and not known to others. And at the top it says known to self and not known to self. So if something is known to you and it is known to others, it's in the arena. Okay, so I'll give you an example of this. I'm wearing my name badge today. That's known to me. I'm aware of it. And it's known to you because you can see it's mine. Okay, great. Some of you are looking at me kind of funny. I thought, oh, please tell me I didn't put Julie's on. All right. That would be awkward. Theologically still correct, but awkward, right? So, known to self and known to others. You got an answer for almost everything. You got you to gotta be ready. That's in the arena. That's out there in the open. Everybody can see it. Everybody knows it, all right? So, we'll go to the right. If it's not known to yourself and it's known to others, that's a blind spot. Most commonly, when a speaker has a blind spot, it has something to do with things that are not where they need to be, okay? We'll just leave that alone. So, those of you that are paying attention, you saw the problem that could have happened, right? So there are certain things that when there are blind spots, there are really big problems, okay? And it can cause issues later on. So we want to be aware of what's going on, all right? So now if it's known to self and it's not known to others, that's the facade, right? <clears throat> and every single person in this room has something that you know deep down inside about yourself that nobody else in this room knows, all right? And we've got a little bit of a facade over that. I think the best example of a facade is sheetrock, right? Because we put up sheetrock in our house for a reason, because we don't want to look at insulation, and we don't want to look at wiring, and we don't want to look at plumbing. We cover all of that up, and then we plaster, and we caulk it to death. There you go. Thank you. She's paying attention. And, and we cover that up, right? Because there are things that we don't want to look at. And every one of us has something in our lives, Jim included. I got an amen from the back. There you go. That, that is not known to everybody else, it's known to us. And then the not known to self and the not known to others, that's in the lower right-hand corner, that's the unknown. All right. So here's what I want us to be able to do, part of the philosophy of this class. You see that dot in the center? I want to move that dot to the lower right. I want to push that down to the lower right. I want you to get to know people around you so that more people know you, that you have fewer blind spots, and that the facade gets smaller. Okay? So that's where we're that's what I want to push toward philosophically speaking. Some of you are real philosophical people. So I want to cover that too. I am not an overly philosophical person. 
I'm a more theoretical person. There's a difference. Where did my notes go? Sometimes I'm a tactical person. There we go. Amy's like, yes, you forgot your notes. Yes, I did. Thank you. All right, so, so what are we expected to do? What are our expectations around this class? Well, uh, number one is the learner's expectation. So the learner is anybody who's not teaching that Sunday. All right, so this falls. I'm a learner many Sundays in here, probably uh, 30, 35% of the time. Um, so learners, the, the blank here is your first blank of the year. We're going to start it off with a good one. McDonald's. <clears throat> McDonald's. You're going, what? Where did that come from? Yes. So I have a question for you. If you go to McDonald's and you order a hamburger, you go to McDonald's and you order a hamburger, what is on that hamburger every single time? There's onions, there's fake meat, there's a pickle. How many pickles? Two pickles, yes, two pickles. Yep, there's two. There's ketchup, mustard, anything else. There are two other things. There's no mayonnaise, no. There's a pinch of something. Salt and pepper. It's a pinch of salt and pepper, yep. Yes, there is. And this is, if you want a tip, if you want a, a, a Michelle Renault would kill me for this. If you want a fresh McDonald's hamburger, you order it without the salt and pepper, and they have to make a new one because it's not going to be one they can just pull off the shelf. Okay? Just a tip. But, uh, now, she would argue that there's no such thing as a fresh McDonald's hamburger because you can leave it outside, and in 10 years, it'll still look the exact same, which it, it probably will. But nonetheless, the point here is that you know exactly what you're going to get. There is a minimum standard of content and consistency. Now, how many of you feel that anything that is served at McDonald's is your favorite thing in the entire world? There's usually somebody that will raise their hand to something that is served at McDonald's that's their, that's their favorite thing. Whether it be a milkshake, a burger of some type. Justin, do you have something? Maybe their fries. Okay. So kind of like a, a half hand, right? All right. How many of you have eaten at McDonald's in 2012? <clears throat> so, so you just confess that it is not your favorite in the world, but yet you go there. And you go there because you know you're going to get at least a minimum standard of something, right? Absolutely the minimum, right? <clears throat> How many of you have kids? Yes. Because your kids crave consistency, do they not? They know exactly what is important. So one of the things that I will commit to you as a learner that you will get you will get a minimum standard of at least McDonald's. Now, there will be times, okay, there will be times you walk out and you go, you know what, that kind of felt more like Chop House. That was pretty good, right? But I'm not committing to Chop House every Sunday morning, okay? But there will be a standard that you will get at least every Sunday morning, okay? So that's where we're coming from, McDonald's. What else can you expect? Well, you can expect vision. You, you can rest assured I know where we are going to go. It may be a ridiculously crazy place. It may take an obscenely long amount of time, but I will know where we are going to go. And the third thing is that you can understand is that you can, you can know that I'm going to be praying for you every single day. Every single day, by name, I will be praying for every member of our Sunday school class. So that is my commitment to you. If you are on the roll in our Sunday school class, that's what you get. All right? So, what do I need from you? What's my expectation for you? Well, number one, 
<laughs> Burger King, no, it's not Burger King. That would have been awesome, though. I didn't figure out how to get that in there. Uh, yeah, Chick-fil-A is much better. Uh, consistency. Consistency. <clears throat> so, Jim, what does that mean? Well, you're here. Congratulations. Let's make it two in a row next week. Okay? Consistency. Right? Discussion. There's going to be a several different series that we do this year that is not primarily a lecture-based me stand in front of you and talk. Okay, so we're going to be engaging much more. We're going to actually going to be using the tables much more. So some discussion. And number three, feedback. Um, about seven years ago, I went to Daryl and Gary and called dibs on R.C. Thornberry's old man Sunday school class. Now, how many of you know R.C.? How old? I don't know. He's in his 90s, right? Well, he taught for years and years and years. The And, and I don't... I'm not trying to be disrespectful. It's a little old man Sunday school class. It's there. You have to be 70 to get in, and you know that's it. And they are an awesome, awesome group of guys. I mean, it is unbelievable. Well, he used to teach directly across the hall from me, and you talk about a model of consistency. Oh my goodness, it was unbelievable. And I asked him one day. I said, "How do you keep from getting kind of burnt out? Because I know you've been doing this for a long time." He said, "Yeah, I've been doing this about 45 years." I said, wow. And he said, yeah, I'm, I'm always trying to improve. I thought, you're 85, 86, and you're always trying to improve. That's pretty awesome. So here's what I need from you guys. The way in which the teachers that stand in front of you get better is your feedback. Okay? It's your feedback. I'm... Am I 36? I'm 36 years. I just did the math, sorry. That's the awesome thing about being good at math is you forget how old you are. You can just do the math real quick. Um, <laughs> you can. It's awesome. Um, it gets me in trouble sometimes. But I'm 36 years old. I don't want to be at this level of teaching when I'm 86. Okay? And if, we, if the people in this class keep your mouths quiet about how I can get better or how Barry can get better or how... Uh, Terry Bolden can be better, or how Keith Christman or Shandley, or these teachers that are going to stand up in front. If we keep quiet about this, we don't get better. We just keep doing the same thing. So I need your feedback. All right? So we're going to pick up the pace just a little bit now. We're going to start going quick. So when do we meet? 9.07. Why do we meet at 9.07, Jim? Well, that's a good question. Well, if you pull in the parking lot, <clears throat> if you're like any American, average American family, it is a challenge on Sunday mornings to be anywhere on time, right? Because it's out of the normal cycle, it's out of the normal process. You pull in the parking lot at 9 o'clock and you take a leisurely stroll to the nursery, you take a leisurely stroll up to any Sunday school class upstairs, a leisurely stroll to the breakfast area in the back, and then a leisurely stroll to your table. If you sit down and look at your watch, it will be exactly 9.07. I timed it. You're like, of course you did, yes. Of course I did. Of course I did. That's what? That's Chop House. There we go. Okay. Very good. Very good. All right. Good deal. <laughs> okay. I like that. I don't get that at McDonald's. No, no probably not. Yeah. What'd you want? No. no or it's really... Yeah, it's more like it. Yeah, so 907. That's why we start at 907. Okay? Because I care that your kids go to Sunday school. I care that you have something to eat and some coffee because some of you are the devil without breakfast. And dang, we just need to fix as much of that as we can. So, all right. So, 907 every Sunday morning, except for December 29th, December 22nd, and March, what, Justin? 
31st. Come on, man. You got to know this. You got to know this. March 31st is Easter at Coolidge. Uh, it better be. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that's when we meet. So where are we going? This is our schedule for 2013. Well, in January and February, we're going to do this series from Crown Financial called God Provides. We're going to talk about it in just a second. In March, we're going to look at doing a great work, the book of Nehemiah, and that's going to build up to Easter at Coolidge. And then in April, May, June, July, and August, we're going to go verse by verse through the General Electric Power Company. Okay? General Electric Power Company. That's how you remember them in order. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, General Electric Power Company. In September and October, and these, are, these last two are tentative because I have to wait until the staff tells me if we're going to do something uh, church-wide in September through December. But everybody's normal till you get to know them. This is the book by John Ortberg. If you haven't read it, you ought to read it every year because it's really, really good. And then November and December, Totally Saved. Uh, it was a masterwork series. And this is the, the all the concepts that go into salvation. Every Salvation from every perspective, from every component. All right? It's God's view on it. It's our view up. It's the world's view in. It's the inside out. I mean, it's it's all the aspects of it. It's a great, great study. So, next thing is, why are we here? So you say, well, that's great, Jim. You talk about philosophy, and you talk about time, you talk about this. Well, this is why we're here. Number one is a substantive interaction with truth. A substantive interaction with truth. If you come to my Sunday school class and you don't open your Bible, that's because you didn't want to, not because I didn't ask you to. Okay? Substantive interaction with truth. Number two, a meaningful connection with Christians. <clears throat> meaningful connection with Christians. So what is not meaningful? Well, not meaningful is coming in and sitting on the back row and nobody speaks to you. Not meaningful is coming in and sitting on the front row and typing on your iPhone the whole time. Not meaningful is... I love you, bro. <laughs> now, now, I'm going to tell you why I can make that joke. I'm going to tell you why I can make that joke. Because some of you are going, holy cow, that was I'm never sitting on the front row. So I'm going to get real serious for a second. Do you know that I love you? Do you know that I have your best interests at heart? Do you know that I want you to look like Jesus Christ more than anything else in this world? Okay. That's why I can make that joke. Because we have a meaningful connection. Okay? That's why. So because that... And because he has an iPhone in school. So yeah. So because that connection is already there, we can engage on a level that is completely different. And I want that for you. I want that for your family. Because I promise you, there will be something in 2013 where you need a meaningful connection with other believers to get you through it. And you don't have any clue that it's coming. But it's coming. It's coming. So, a, a substantive interaction with truth, a meaningful connection with Christians, and then number three, ministry training with opportunities. So those jobs that I talked about at the front, this is the, uh, this is the Acts 10 and 11 where Peter has the vision and there's the sheet that comes down. I've got my eyes closed. I'm trying to read the passage. The sheet that comes down, and there's the animals on it, and God tells him, Peter, these are all clean. You can eat these now. And everybody thinks we're talking about animals. We're not talking about animals. We're talking about the gospel is for everyone. Okay? We're talking about what you thought was unclean is now clean. I just went dead. This whole new world is opened up. These jobs on the front, are not about these jobs on the front. It's about taking service out of this room and going and doing something else. You know the success stories in my Sunday school class? The success stories in my Sunday school class are teaching their own Sunday school classes this morning. 
They've gone out, and they're doing it, and I love it, and it's beautiful, and that's what I want for us as a class. So, suggested resources for 2013 that will help you along the way. <clears throat> the Bible, we're going to use the New King James Version in here. Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. If you've not read that, please, please, please read that. Uh, Living by the Book, Hendricks and Hendricks. It's one of the greatest Bible study method books in the planet. It is really, really good. Uh, Everybody's Normal Until You Get to Know Them, Ortberg, and all the Star Wars and Star Trek movies. If you haven't seen those, you really need to get those. You're going to miss at least half of my humor. At least half of my humor. You will just not know it's there. Um, I have become recently sucked into Duck Dynasty, so I'm going to say happy, happy, happy about ten times every week. Um, the Big Bang Theory, if you hear Bazinga, that's where that's coming from. And then here's my pet peeve. i got to put a pet peeve on here. ACS. All right? Everybody in this room has the ability to go find out somebody's phone number or address. So please do not text me for it. Get an account. I, I did not, actually. You're good. You have done that, though, but that's okay. Yeah, that's all right. But we have this online thing. You can go to our church website and click on uh, Directory. And it'll ask you to sign up. And you can get access to everybody's phone number and address and all that kind of jazz. It's great. And if you don't want your information out there, you can opt to be out of that. And I won't share your information, but please, let's do that. So, back on the other side of the handout. And we'll be done in two minutes. God provides. <clears throat> uh, I'm not going to read all this through you. What I want you to do is open your Bibles to Deuteronomy 8.18 if you've got them. Deuteronomy 8.18. You can use your iPhone now, yes, Albert. That's awesome. So almost almost every single year, Gary Jarrett, our senior pastor, starts off with some type of a giving-oriented theme in the church service itself. This year, that has been pushed down into Sunday school. And here's the reason I like this series, because this series is not about giving this series is about God's provision. This series is a really good, simple, in-depth look at what God does. And I love that. It's really straightforward. It's not, we're not going to be learning Hebrew and Greek words. Sorry. I hate it for you. We're not going to be uh, parsing tenses of verbs. Nope. Now you're all looking at me like, what? What did you say? Something in high school? Um, this is going to be looking at what God does. Um, Deuteronomy 8.18, who's got it? Bree, you got it? What, what, what? I'm sorry. But I went to school. I studied hard. I go to work every day and I put in good time to earn my money. So can you read that again? Well, that's just frustrating because I'm important. I do all this work. I put forth this effort, and it is my money, it. Right? Is it? Not really? Not so much? So, <clears throat> so i got a question for Jim. How long can Jim survive without air? Maybe 45, I don't know, seconds, right? God lets my lungs work, right? He, he, he caused my heart to keep beating and pushing blood throughout my body and doing things that I'm not even aware of, right? And, and, and he, he gave me the ability, the mental ability, well, when he gave me a brain, right? That helps. 
And then he gave me the ability to learn new things. He gave me the ability to connect dots with math of all sorts of things, right? Like, really? I mean, of all weird things. It's, it's good, too, right? Yeah, it works. Um, he's a math guy here, too. So go chop out. Um, he gave me this job, right? And then he gives me opportunity to do so that I can provide for my family and give and do these things that I need to do. So as we go through, please understand, I don't care how good your job is or how bad your job is, it's not yours. It's something that God provided for us. And that's the theme of this series is that God provides because that's what he does. So if you look at the schedule at the bottom, Next week, we are looking at The Widow and Oil. This is a really cool video. I've, I've watched about half of these so far. Uh, Jeremiah's Call, Abram's Reward, Abraham and Isaac, The Rich Man and Lazarus, and then Lifted Up. So to give you kind of a feel for the... Um, I'm going to walk around a wide berth here so I don't do the squealing things again. To give you a feel for the uh, quality... Can you guys hear that? It's coming out of my computer right now. Oh, stink. That wasn't good. You want to know why Jim doesn't do the technical thesis? This is why. There's actually no words with this. This is just use it, so I'm going to kill the lights and let you watch it. <clears throat> the director of these is the same guy who directed uh, Passion of the Christ. So they didn't go get somebody with a home video camera and 20 bucks and some... Each one of the videos is somewhere between 12 and 15 minutes long, so this is not going to be come in and sit down and watch a video the entire time. We'll come in, we'll talk about the text, because the text is what's important. Okay. We'll watch a video. This is one of the most um, profound methods of Bible study is visualization. Some of my favorite Bible professors and teachers are those that tell the stories and the accounts in the Bible as if they really happened because they did. Right? And sometimes when we can see them, and obviously this is an artist and a producer's rendition of this, but sometimes when we can see them, things make a lot more sense. That's the concept behind this mode of study. So we'll watch the videos. We will discuss. And I mean discuss. This is not going to be a Stand up and lecture. We'll have some table discussions. Anybody ever heard of Dean Jones before? They talked about him several times. I, I didn't, wasn't familiar with what he had done, but we'll have discussion and talk about how to live this stuff out. This head knowledge is nice, but it just frustrates me. You got to do something with it.
They use the word epic a lot. I'm not going to use the word epic. Okay. Lord of the Rings was epic. Right. The Avengers was epic. Uh, these are really good. All right. So next week, we're going to be at The Widow and Oil. Um, Stacy, anyway, can you put the light for me? Thank you so much. Um, so if you want to read ahead on next week's passage, that's going to be 2 Kings 4, 1 through 7. And that's Sunday School for today. So thanks for coming, guys. Um, do our prayer requests, have a time of prayer, and then you are dismissed. Thanks.